Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So SmackDown started this week by determining who was going to be a number one contender for the Raw Championship. <laughs> Sorry about that. I fell over, and when I was on the floor, look, I found a lovely cloud friend. Who thought the show was going to start like that? Otherwise, though, hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Ups and Downs with me, Simon Miller. And we did just have an episode of SmackDown, so we have to decide whether it was good or whether it was a pile of pants. People always think a pile of pants is a bad thing. No, it's not. It just means you got a lot of pants. Let's up those doubts. But yeah, much like Monday, we did have two triple threat matches to determine who was going to face Seth Rollins at Night of Champions. The first one was Edge versus Rey Mysterio versus AJ Styles. And it was flubbing terrific. Edge had also stirred up a storm on social media over the last couple of days because he did this amazing promo where he was all like, well, that brand new World Heavyweight Championship looks a lot like the one that I lost when I was forced to retire. So maybe I should go and win it. And then when I lose it this time, I can walk away from wrestling properly. Now, this was never going to happen. Otherwise, they would have done it on the show. But bravo to that guy. He got me all plugged in. AJ and Ray were already in the ring to begin Smackdown 2. And I think because Edge got an entrance they were really annoyed by this because as soon as he was in the squared circle they just started to beat him up like oh man you got to have your ultra bridge stuff do you or we're gonna screw you up and didn't last long as eventually we got into the three-way madness and i'm telling you not only did they get a terrific amount of time but these three individuals are just damn good at the old pro wrestling and sure there were a few missteps here and there but you do know they're human right they're not some weird wrestling aliens that have been sent to this planet and they're perfect at what they do there's only one man who's able to do that and his name is repo man there's also this ridiculous tilt the world backbreaker by aj styles on Ray that looked like to killed him and i think mysterio must have realized that because he then tried to do a big old flying thing at edge who caught him in midair and just slammed him down i was like man daddy ray you are not having a good evening he finally did get a canadian destroyer in there as michael cole reminded us that he's the best big man little man ever Every time he says that I think about it, I'm like, no, that doesn't make any sense. It's two plus two equals potato. This is also when the rated R superstar speared both men from the apron to the outside. I was like, bravo, gentlemen, bravo. Ray's night then got worse because he was locked in the calf crusher and the crossface at the same time as the commentators freaked out going, oh, well, if he does tub out, who the hell is going to win? Because it is WWE. I was like, man, I bet they are going to do something like that. They didn't. We then got to the part where you just build, 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 go, 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 move, move, move. And we got this sunset flip suplex thingamajig. And Mysterio got a great near fall off that. And this is when I realized, wait a minute, any one of these three could win. I'd actually totally be fine with it. 
that's when you've done something right. It all built to the 619, which Ray did hit after he'd already tried to hit it around about 78,962 times. And yeah, this is when Edge looked at Ray Mysterio and Ray Mysterio looked at Edge. So there was a little bit of miscommunication here, but I don't care. Look, here's all the people going crazy on the internet. Pap! Away it goes. What did happen, though, is that this is when AJ Styles saw an opportunity and he phenomenal forearmed Edge right in the face and he got the one, two, three, meaning he is now going on to the main event. I love it when AJ does well. There was a time when people used to go, if he gets to WWE, he'll be treated so badly. Well, he's had a pretty damn good career. This rocked up. Turns out somebody in the back just wanted to get this sorted out too. Because right after this, it was into our second triple threat match, Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory versus Sheamus. This also got a huge chunk of time and basically meant the first hour of SmackDown with these two matches, which made them feel so damn important. And as ever, people are going, well, which one was better? The first one was better. But was this one bad? No, it just got me doing the dance of joy. It was a kind of figure that Bobby Lashley may win here because Sheamus and Austin Theory are basically treading water. And as soon as Austin had come out there, Sheamus and Bob was like, let's just beat the crap out of him. Now, this was good for two reasons. One, it was funny. But two, it meant, meant we got to big men slapping man meat. All right. Austin was sued back to stop Seamus from hitting his 10 beats. But this is when he learned a very valuable lesson. Because Seamus was like, all right, well, I won't do it to Bob. I'll do it to you instead. So the lesson here is never try and help anyone. Austin then continued to get murked because Bobby threw him into Rita the ring post. And my word, we're going to talk about her a lot later. And when Seamus came off the top rope, all of a sudden Lashley grabbed him in the hurt lock. That's pretty good. Somebody must have told Theory because all of a sudden he was there to break that up with a blockbuster. I was like, why are you doing a blockbuster? That's way too over the top. But I suppose he had his working boots on. And it also allowed him to throw Lashley into Simba the Steel Steps. Revenge. We did make sure to give Theory a huge kick out because after Sheamus had hit him with the avalanche white noise, it was 1-2-R when Austin Theory went for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. And look, it didn't work here but I absolutely thought that it could. Lashley then teleported back into the ring where he speared Sheamus. And this is when WWE tried to do their favorite triple threat finish because Austin Theory was like, ha see you, Bobby. He threw him out of the ring and he pinned the Irishman. But kind of amazingly, it was one, two kick out. Theory had also thrown and bombed it to Rita the ring post at this point. So that was two for old Rita. But also when Lashley was back, he was bleeding everywhere. And this absolutely pissed him off because he marched back in that ring. He put Austin Theory in the hurt lock. That is not the hurt lock. Obviously, Sheamus didn't want this, so he bro-kicked Austin. This is when Bob was like, wait a minute. I'm just going to do what that guy tried to do. So he threw Sheamus out the ring and he got the pin. Lashley heading to the finals. So that is two for two. And look, you can just do good wrestling on a wrestling show. I know. What a crazy, crazy concept. Which is when Grayson Waller was on Smackdown. It's about time. He interrupted Adam Pearce, who was on the phone, and he had an idea. On next week's Smackdown, whoever wins between AJ Styles and Bobby Lashley should be on the Grayson Waller effect, which, yes is his talk show. I don't know why WWE feels the need to have as many talk shows as they do. I guess they just love Ricky Lake. Pierce did agree though, and this must have been the NXT segment, because we went straight from this right into Cameron Grimes. Now obviously he was taken on Baron Corbin and we did set this up last week. And you ain't gonna believe this, it went five seconds. Like how long I've been talking about the match to you was actually longer than the actual match. I said actually a lot. Now he did give Corbin the microphone before this and he was able to run Cameron down going, oh, I'm going to beat you so bad that you're going to have to go back to NXT. Doesn't actually sound that bad. But then yeah, 
the bell rang, Grimes hit the cave-in. One, two, three. I was like, it's <laughs> basically a squash. There was no follow-up to this either, but here is the deal. This is a great way to get someone over, because if you don't know who Cameron Grimes is, all of a sudden you're going to be like, well, I better keep an eye on this guy. So I'm going to give it an up. Also, just imagine that phone call conversation afterwards. Hey, mummy, it's Cameron Grimes here. Yes, that's right. NXT superstar. It's a weird thing to call your own son. I just debuted on SmackDown and I won in five seconds. Yes, mum, I love you too. On the flip side of this, though, I don't understand what WWE is doing with Baron Corbin right now. Now, it certainly does feel like maybe we're trying to get him a bunch of sympathy, much like we did with Sad Corbin, and we know he's really good at that. But if it is the case, I just think we need a bit more structure here, and we need a bit more story. Like, the commentators start going, man, that Baron Corbin, he's having a bad old time right now. And let's do a bunch of backstage skits where Baron Corbin is like, oh, man, I'm having a bad time right now. Because then eventually he can get back to it, and we can give him some serious edge. I don't mean Adam Copeland, I mean all like grrr and R, but not a pirate. The point is, let's make it more of a story. I'm going to say this till the cows come home. Baron Corbin is really good. He's such a good utility player, but if you are trying to tell a narrative, you have to tell a narrative. Also, did you see that reaction he got in France? Let's not pretend we don't have something with this guy. So I'm going to give that a down but mostly because I want to manifest everything I've just said into existence. We then had a quick video reminding us that Brock Lesnar wants to kill Cody Rhodes, and yet nobody has rung the police, when out came Roman Reigns. Oh boy. Now it is important to note the entire bloodline was with Roman for the first time, even though he had said to the Usos, <laughs> you're going to have to get drafted by yourself. And also, as the internet pointed out, when he was making his entrance and you have all the CGI graphics, he has his thingamajig but the Usos one has vanished. The last thing he talked about as well was that his family is the only wrestling royalty, which was basically pew pew, another shot at Cody Rhodes. But we should probably store that somewhere away in our tum-tum. I don't think he said it by accident. The head of the table then put over Sola Sokoa for his great work at Backlash and even said, hey man, I wasn't sure if you were going to be any good. This was sink or swim for you and you were able to swim like a fish. Now, he didn't say fish, he said shark, but man, I really wanted him to say fish, because that just would have been funny. He then continued, though, because he started to address Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, and said they're not the problem anymore, because there's a brand new problem, and they are the Usos. I was like, oh man, these two are going to be killed. Because Roman then turned to Jimmy and Jay and was all like, oh, there you are. Are we going to talk about WrestleMania when we lost? Are we going to talk about when you lost again on SmackDown? And are we going to talk about the fact that you dedicated a tag team match to me and you still got defeated? Also, why are you dedicating a tag team match to me? I'm not a tag team wrestler. I'm a singles guy. Given that Afra and Seeker are at the head of the family, well, you should be ashamed of yourselves and you're an embarrassment. You went on to say you didn't even compliment Mama Roman when she made you a nice dinner. That's not true. I made that one up. When he demanded that they apologise... And when they didn't say sorry instantly, Roman got right in Jimmy's face and he started pushing it. Now, at one stage, it looked like Jay was going to go crazy, but he didn't. He bowed to all this pressure. He was all like, oh, Roman, we're so sorry. He also had a plan because he was like, listen, oh, tribal chief, just give us one more shot. And I promise we will retrieve those tag team titles. When Roman Reigns gave the microphone to Paul Heyman and Heyman was like, 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Look, you don't need to do that because the match for Night of Champions has already been made and it is going to be KO and Zayn with the tag team titles on the line, but they will be facing... Solar Sokoa and Roman Reigns. Ah, shit. The head of the table then did indeed dedicate this to the greatest tag team ever, Arthur and Seeker. When he left the ring, the Usos kind of stared at this like they'd just seen a ghost. So this also has set the internet into meltdown because everybody thinks, oh no, Roman Reigns is going to get a bunch more titles. Especially because when he was leaving, he looked at the brand new World Heavyweight Championship. And secretly, I do want that to happen because I just want chaos. But I don't think that is going to be the deal. I think we will get to the pay-per-view premium live event. And this is when the Usos decide, we are sick of you, Roman Reigns. We are tired of your nonsense. And they screw him over. And then we just segue into that feud instead. If nothing else, though, it's super interesting. And that's all I need. I just need to be intrigued and I need to be interested, which I am. Look at me. I'm in my intrigue interest pose, giving it up. However, there is just one thing I need to say. Nobody can walk into my house right now and justify the fact that we have a show called Night of Champions and the WWE Undisputed Universal title isn't being defended. That's like me saying, hey... Do you want to come round for lunch? And instead, I just slap you in the face. You're like, man, I'm never coming here for lunch again. I mean, really, you could have done this tag team match on SmackDown and then got to the pay-per-view premium live event. And I don't know, Roman Reigns versus Karrion Cross. I mean, it makes no sense. And of course, Roman would win, but at least that championship would be defended. I mean, that's half the problem when it comes to talking about these world titles. So that's just silly. Turns me into a nerd. This is getting a doubt. Kayla Braxton was then here. She was basically trolling damage control. Bailey also compared herself to Roman Reigns because both of them are Grand Slam champions. When she turned to EO Sky and said, well, you could have been a champion too because you took on Bianca Belair at Backlash, but don't worry, I guess you're just not ready. I mean, talk about shots fired. Bailey also made the massive mistake of telling Kayla that SmackDown now belongs to damage control. So I guess this is our new feud, the Bloodline versus Bailey's group. I didn't see that coming. 
Knock, knock, hello. This, of course, was just building up the fact that we were about to get damage control versus Liv Morgan or Raquel Rodriguez for the Women's Tag Team Championships. But before we did get there, the Usos bumped into the LWO, and even the LWO were like, <laughs> Jimmy and Jay Uso, what a pair of losers. So I actually feel quite sorry for the Usos. And yes, I think that's the point. They're going to fight next week. So, of course, it meant it was time for Bailey and Dakota Kai taking on Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan. And I like this because there was a story here, which was, of course, can damage control stay on the same page? And ultimately, the answer was no. They're falling out all over the place. Alpha Fire and Isla Dawn were also watching this from backstage, so you would assume that means something. But I also remember when Shotzi and Tegan Knox were a tag team, and that went absolutely nowhere. My favourite part is when Bailey tagged in, and straight away Morgan went for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, but it didn't work. Mostly because it was about to work in two minutes. It was Raquel who got the mega hot tagged on because she is a powerhouse. She murked damage control with ease. She was smashing everyone all over the place. But when Bales got back in control, she was like, listen, Eo Sky, the referee's not looking right now. Go and get that tag team title and I'm going to smash somebody right in the face. Before that, we also had Raquel and Liv Morgan using each other as human projectiles, which is a thing. But anyway, when Eo Sky tried to use this championship, Raquel stopped her. <laughs> so Liv went... I'm going to hit the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment. And she got the three. I want to be that guy. But when it comes to the women's tag team titles, I do think we're using this maneuver a little bit too much. However, I did like the match, so I am going to give it an up and also bring down the counter. It rolls up again. And my word, we're getting a lot of them. And Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez have to have this finish every single time. And I know I sound like a broken record, but sometimes it is okay to hit your big maneuver, your big move, your big finish, your big signature, and get the one, two, three. Otherwise, just a little bit silly. I mean, imagine Roman Reigns used that to win all of his matches. Now that I've said that, it would be amazing, but it also wouldn't work in the same way. If you want to make championships feel like something, which it does feel like WWE is trying to do... This is just the pathway I think you have to walk. It's not a big deal. I'm being a geek again. Sometimes I like being a geek. Look, I'm shadow boxing. Only geeks do that, unless you're a real boxer. Point is, that part's getting it down. I then got flubbing exciting, though. Because we saw the brawling brutes hanging out backstage when they were interrupted by Pretty Deadly. As ever, they were just dressed like absolute goobers, but I love it. And they just ran down these three. And they are genuinely funny. As long as we can continue to push them in the same way we push them in NXT, they are absolutely going to fly. Eventually, they did leave before Ridge Holland and Butch beat them up, and we are going to get that match next week. And then, yeah, the Brawling Brutes walked away because they were going to have a point. Right after this tour, we headed to the ring because Bianca Belair was going to have her big championship celebration because she is now the longest reigning women's champion of the modern era. No, nobody knows what that means. It was in our hometown, though, so this was really nice and warm and fuzzy in your tum-tum, especially because her family was there. But maybe somebody had told WWE that an asteroid was about to strike Earth and kill everyone because this was over so damn fast. Because almost instantly Oscar's music hit, she returned to smack her down and she just wanted to shake Bianca Belair's hand. And I was like, wow, what a nice individual. And as soon as Belair went to do this, Oscar went, and she blew the mist right in her face. And then she basically did a little jig because she was so damn happy. I assume it does mean that when we get to Night of Champions, we are going to do Bianca Belair versus Oscar again. And this is totally fine as long as Oscar wins. Otherwise, 
Why the hell did we just turn her heel, which is absolutely what this was? It would just make her look like an absolute idiot. Oh, I'm a bad guy now. And did it help me? No, it didn't. I also think Belair is the chasing babyface for that championship actually works a little bit better. But please, for the love of everything, let's invest in a feud. Because the biggest problem with Bianca Belair is that she is a wonderful babyface. She is a super duper star. And yet every single program she's in just kind of floats by as if it's nothing. So because I do believe in this and just because I like Bianca Belair and Oscar so much, I am going to give it an up. But don't let me down, WWE. Otherwise, you know what I'm going to do. Moan on the internet. I'm that guy. We also saw Bianca Belair freaking out backstage afterwards, which is what you would do if someone had spat liquid into your face when it was time for our main event, AJ Styles versus Bobby Lashley. And it was just so, so good. It also felt really fresh, even if these two have fought together in the past. I don't remember it because I have a stupid brain. And we had maybe an expected, maybe an unexpected story here. But because Bobby had bled so much in the first match, we were able to sell this as, well, there's no way he's 100%. He's got red stuff coming out of his skull. Amazingly too, AJ's plan was, I'm going to go up to this mountain of a man and chop him. So Bob looked at him like he'd just been told to eat a pizza and floored his ass. Bob then continued to use Rita the ring post, so I swear he must hate her to the bottom of his tootsie toes. When AJ smartened up a bit and was like, look, I know I can slow this man down. I'm going to work on his legs. And he even applied the calf crusher because he wanted to crush his calves. He also must have figured out, well, he is a giant person, so I'm sure he worked his quads recently, so this will really hurt. But all of a sudden, Bobby Lashley was bleeding again. So I was like, man, he must have rung up John Moxley for some advice. Bobby then countered one of Styles' move into a suplex, which looked really good. And as soon as he applied the hurt log, AJ was like, oh my gosh, I've got to get to the ropes, because he's no fool and he gets it. Lashley then tried to use Rita again. <laughs> I was like, would you leave her alone for goodness sake? Which is when AJ Styles came on with a phenomenal forearm, but he went right into the hurt log. And I was like, I'm plugged in again. This is good. This thing got out of control because Lashley went for the spear. <laughs> Styles got out the way, which meant Lashley flew into Rita the ring post. And I was on the phone going, can someone please help her? She's just there to try and hold the ring up. But seriously, because this had happened, because he was bleeding, Styles hit the phenomenal forearm, Bobby went down, and he got the one, two, three. I was like, well, that's fantastic. That's wonderful. It makes AJ Styles look like a proper championship contender because he just took down Bob. Nobody takes down Bob. He's huge. The OC came out afterwards to celebrate, and it also means at Night of Champions, we've got AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins for the brand new World Heavyweight Championship. And if you're not up for that and you're not excited, I'm just going to say it, you don't probably actually like wrestling. This is definitely getting it up. As is SmackDown as a whole, because while I've nitpicked a few things just to be that guy today, sometimes it's fun to create carnage. This was a really good episode. Every single match had stakes. WWE should do more of these. Round of applause all round. Seal hands. Now, please do make sure you click another video on the screen right now to continue your ups and downs journey or your what culture journey. You don't know what you're going to get. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. My name is Simon for What Culture. Thank you very much for joining me as always. I do appreciate you. We'll be back tomorrow to do ups and downs for Rampage because that show, ping, 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 just pings around like nobody's business. I said ping a lot there. You know what? I'm going to go now. Down in my lift. Have a great day. See you soon. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.